This week, the obvious question is, is there any hope for humanity? I'm Mike Travisano, and each week one of the hosts, Joe Bertalek, Bob Meyer, and myself, asks a question that may seem to have an obvious answer on the surface, but once we get into it, there's much more underneath. Humanity, our species, is facing severe threats. Climate change and ever-intensifying weather, antibiotic-resistant diseases, political instability and disconnection, the list goes on and on and on. And all the while, our own population is expected to grow to about 8 billion by 2024. So is there any hope that we'll be able to align and confront our problems before they overcome us? My question this week for you guys and for our listeners is, is there any hope for humanity? I've been wrestling with this for a couple of weeks now, wondering about it, thinking about it, and here's here's what here's where I am, what, what I'm thinking. It seems to me that uh, we're at a, a place where things seem extra stressed. At least in the United States, you know, certainly politically, we we've never been so polarized, or arguably, uh, only a couple of times have we been as polarized maybe during Vietnam War era and certainly Civil War era, but we're polarized. And uh, we're wrestling with significant problems, problems like climate change and great disagreement on whether or not that's caused by us. And uh, we're, we're uh, increased violence uh, in, in among our communities or, or the belief about whether or not violence among police and, and African-Americans and things like that. You know, uh, continue to to fester and get worse. Um, I think we we're losing species and have a real threat uh, threat against losing things like bees, right? And frogs, you know, in a in a very real way. Uh, disappearance of old growth forests and rainforests. Uh, we're, we continue to take up more space uh, with things like urban sprawl, and and uh, we're confronting diseases that are resistant to antibiotics and new strains that that we don't know how to to deal with. And uh, you know this list goes on and on and on at the risk of just continuing to get more and more depressing. And if we were able to stop as humans globally and say, whoa. We've got real problems, and we have to we have to align and solve them, or else we're in real trouble as a species, right? Uh, that if we were able to do that, it would be difficult enough. But for two things: one, we're not doing that, and two, humans are growing. You know, human population growth. I looked on the World Bank just yesterday, is growing at 83 million a year. So we're not confronting the biggest issues that we're facing, and we're adding more of us. So to me, that says these issues are going to continue to get bigger. So my question is, is there any hope for humanity? Can we imagine a planet where in 100 years, we're still here in, in, in a way that you would say, yeah, they live, um, humans live a relative, relatively uh, peaceful existence. And I'm defining peaceful by today. And God knows it's not peaceful today. But there's no humongous major global war, right? There's no global threat against our very species. But it makes me wonder, will it look like this in 100 years? Is there any hope for humanity? Yeah, I'm looking at Joe, and I think he's about to say something. So I'm just going to jump in there with some, you know, like insane, you know, comments real quick. I think there is hope. That would be my short answer. I, I think 
a lot of times all this stuff hits us at once and and we have a hard time coping with it, right? You know, I, I, I've got work email I've got to check. I've got bills I've got to pay. I mean, those are common things that I, I need to do. But then there's this larger stress that's looming over all of us. And I don't know how much of it is real and how much of it is just played out in in the media and things like that. And, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody just yesterday that um, is from Somalia and, and grew up there and came to this country as a refugee. And, you know, her perspective was like, you know, almost unlike anybody else's, like, this is a beautiful country and I have everything that I need here. And back home, you know, 300 of my people were just killed, you know, um, and it's crazy to think of those kind of things that, you know, it's putting, putting it in perspective that are we just listening and not just you, but me too, are we just listening to the noise and the things that focuses on all the problems that are out there without looking at the solutions. And as one person, it is overwhelming, right? Like for me, it's like, but I wonder on the brink of like World War II and during the Depression and all these other, you know, monumental events that let's say I'm just speaking from an American perspective because I know nothing different, you know, were those things equally like there's no hope for humanity. I mean, the stock market crashed. Uh, I don't have a job. I'm, I'm in a bread line or a soup line. I mean, we're not there yet. I mean, could we be there? But I always think there's hope because there's also those flashes of, I, I'm fascinated by, you know, the, this, this earth that we sit on. You know, we take so many things for granted. The fact that, you know, like something like Yellowstone is, is just a big, massive volcano that erupts, uh, I think apparently every 630,000 years and it's it's about 9,000 years overdue to to uh, erupt and that could pretty much wipe us out anyway so you know either we kill ourselves or something cataclysmic kills does the job for us so I'm back to no there's no hope Mike <laughs> <laughs> well good I didn't even have to press <laughs> yeah. it's funny if I narrow the question down a little bit like and say you know is there hope for me no no, there's not. <laughs> Clearly, I'm going to die. And I hate to say it, but you guys are too. And any listeners out there that think they're not going to, I think that's kind of a little bit of that, you know, hope, whatever, hopeless hope, whatever, towards something. Um, so in a smaller sense, there is no hope. There's no hope for any of us. And for the future, there's no hope for those people either. You know, it's a sad thing to think that 100 years from now, like what's the population, 8, eight billion or 7 billion? 7 billion people will disappear from this planet. They'll die. That's like a tragedy, or is it? You know, you come to that point, you might, you're asking the question more from a, you know, well, culturally, will our civilization, will human beings, you know, still be here? Um, I hate to say it this way because it's what I'm thinking, but I, I, I don't care. You know, in, in a real sense, I don't care about the future that way. I care about right now. You mentioned species getting destroyed, climate warming, things like that. You know, what am I doing and what's happening today in the world that impacts me directly, I think is probably what's at the forefront of my mind most of the time. And then I do very little about it. You know, am I cutting back on uh, the amount that I drive or the, the resources I use? Yeah, I'm paying attention to it, but not enough that's going to make a difference. And I think when it's all said and done, if we're gone, well, we will be gone someday. But if the human population is gone, something will be here and something will continue. And where will you be? You know, this is that question again of who are you? Are you just the physical body that, you know, you're sitting talking with us and you've got a brain and stuff like that, or is there something more? You know, I choose to believe that there's something more 
and that the me that's dealing with you right now, that's talking and everything, isn't the me that you see. It's, it's something bigger than that. So what happens after this? I have tremendous hope, you know, in terms of this isn't it. This is not it. And in fact, I know people have said to me they don't want to have children because they don't want to bring children into this world and have them list, live this kind of life and this kind of struggle. They, they choose not to. So if tomorrow, say, every person on the planet decided that was the way the route to go, we would very quickly the population of the earth would decrease significantly to the point where um, survival of human beings might be more likely, but in the end, they're going to die too. So at some point, you know, if you don't recreate or procreate, you know, the species, you're going to eventually disappear anyway. So there's a, a look at it that says, you know, is there hope? Yes. Hope for things getting better while I'm here for me. But once I'm gone, I don't really think I know very much about that or, or really I'll say care about it. I care about it now because I can see the future with my children and grandchildren and other people. But, you know, many, how many human species, you know, the, the uh, pre, pre uh, current modern man or ma modern, you know, human, if you go back, how many of those species have disappeared that don't exist anymore? And for the better, right? We, we think we're better off now than we were when we were, um, what, what's the species before us? Like uh, we're homo sapiens, right? But before that was, Cro-Magnon or whatever those other names are of the, the species that were here before, they're gone. You don't find any uh, of those people around anymore. We replaced them. You know, and those were humans back then, I guess. We're different humans. We're more modern humans. Maybe that's what's coming. So, uh, you know, at what, uh, I'll, I'll phrase it in a way that maybe we'll push a little bit on both of you. Uh, so what generation of our own progeny are we okay with life not being all that great? Like, I want life for my son to be better than it is for me. And I know my father says the same thing for me, right? We all want that for our children. And I don't have any grandchildren yet, yet, but I could say with some confidence, I want life for my grandchildren to be better, right? Uh, so what generation do I don't care anymore? Like great-grandchildren? Can, can you define better first? Because when you say better, that's kind of a subjective thing, right? Better can yeah. be more uh, in food, fact, let's, let's more say Facebook. This. Yeah, let's let's say this. I want life to be as comfortable for them as it is for me now. I don't even need an incremental improvement because based on the question I'm asking, I believe it's going to decrease. I believe they're going to be less comfortable. I think they're going to have less opportunity, less uh, freedom from anxiety, less freedom from depression, less uh, ability to easily get to uh, comfortable resources. I think it's going to decrease. So what generation am I OK with that happening? So right now you're saying you, you're okay with your stress level and stuff like that, passing that on to your son. In, in, a, in a situation where I believe that it's going to get worse, I would say that my current stress level would be fine. Okay. Right? I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I, what I'm saying is we have substantial issues that we're not solving and we're only making more of us. So if I could keep it, you know, static, then I think that would be a wonderful gift to our progeny. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that seems to be like kind of hopeless. But again, it's one of those like that's the question. It's really, it's, that, yeah. that, that, there is that's the very question, right? Is there any hope for humanity? Yeah, I think it's it's bad as it is. So I'm I'm starting off with the idea that this level of of anxiety, you know, and issues on social media, all that kind of stuff. I mean, everything that's going on in the world is just it's very very difficult right now to say, oh, and I hope for my grandchildren they have that level of stress and so on. On the other hand, like you said, if it gets worse, I certainly don't want that. And it seems to be getting worse. It seems like it, it is going in that direction. 
So what does that mean? Yeah, what does that, how does that, yeah, I'm not good with it. That, no and and ultimately, what changes would we have to make? What would I have to make personally? Since I, I'm a true believer that culture is nothing more than the sum of its individual parts. So I am part of that culture. What, what things should I be doing now if I do want to improve things for my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, and my great-great-grandchildren? Yeah, yeah move, I think we'd have to start. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say something like that, right? Do I would I would have said that a hundred years ago, but what what's that? What good is that going to do now? Yeah. So Based what is it you would want kind for of overpopulation like, and drought? Right. I mean, West yeah. is helpful. So what would you want? Like if you say, you know, I, I want it to be better. I want it to be, you know, more less stress free, whatever. How do you envision that for yourself today? Because the dilemma for me is that I think there there are moments when I am that way, and and I almost feel badly that I. I have that, you know, and, and someone else like my own kids don't have it. They're, they're as stressed as I was, you know, with the work environment and stuff. So it's not that it, you couldn't get it today. It's that it seems like we're not willing to go there. You know, you talk to people where, you know, spouses, you know, both work, they're away from the house a lot. The kids aren't getting the right attention. And they say things like, but we can't survive without this. You know, we, we have to do this. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, to have the level of the life that you expect in the moment that you have, it requires that, but is that really what you want? You know, can you walk away from this stuff? Yeah, I wonder if it's. Do you have to lose something before you you appreciate what you've got? Like, and it it seems to me that, you know, this hope question is an individual question, but it's a bigger question about humanity. And, you know, are we on the? We're not on the same page, right? Even the three of us are on the same page. So, how could the world's mm. population of, you know, let's say eight billion be on the same page? I I think it takes something mm -hmm. cataclysmic to say. You know, like like even smaller, like if somebody was like, like not that I want to bring up the Vegas shooting, but bring that up. Like in that moment of despair where somebody is randomly shooting at you, you have these acts of, you know, where there where where there's heroes, you know, and people are helping complete strangers. So that's the humanity that I I think about that. I, I hear the picture of like we're all terrible and we're destroying the environment and we're doing this and we hate each other. But. I don't know. I, I feel that that's an intellectual thing that deep down inside, I love everybody. And, I, you know, I want everybody to succeed. And it sounds corny, but I, I think it takes sometimes something crazy to happen to really to realize we need to rally together that you're my brother, mm -hmm. Joe. Mike's my brother. And yep. in the trenches, I'm going to save your lives. And you might not know that. I, you know, I think I think there's data that supports what you're saying fully in my own lifetime, because I remember September 15th, 16th, 17th, you know, the days after the the shock of September 11th. I don't recall our country being so uh, peaceful, you know, I mean, in, in grocery stores or on the street or at work, you know, the, there was like a, a level of of brother and sisterhood that I don't recall, you know, living through since or, you know, it was, you could feel it. You could feel it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm with you guys. And but the funny part is, as I'm listening, I'm thinking to myself, brother, so me and you and, you know, the other men and women and stuff connecting. But I think we put ourselves aside from everything else in the world. Like we're so different than everything else that we kind of connect that way. We don't connect that way with the species that are disappearing, the elephants, you know, the, the uh, shooting of an elephant for a tusk, that kind of thing. I think we feel badly about it, but there are people in the world that will still do that. And the removal of species or global warming. 
I, I think you're right, Mike. There was a, a whole different feel to it. But I don't think we rallied around anything other than that camaraderie, that that companionship mm. or that brotherly thing. Beyond that, we didn't change anything. I mean, we didn't mm. say, now it's time to stop global warming or now it's time to protect species. I mean, it's like, no, oh, screw them. I mean, we're we're connected. We're, we feel that, but we don't somehow we're different than everything else. We've made ourselves different than the whole rest of the world. We're aside from it. We're not part of the environment. We're not even you know connected to those animals. We're so far above them you know, as human beings. And I think you know, anyone who has a pet or a dog or something like that will tell you that's not true. You know, they'll tell you that it's almost like having another kid. You know, they they have emotions, they have feelings, they have, you know, for want of a better word, a soul, you know, that kind of thing. There's something about them that we, and then we, we look at that and then we say, but we're different. We're above all that. And, and, you know, you think about the destruction of all that. Until you come to that point with that set or subset of the world, whether it's vegetation, trees, you know, animals, whatever, I think I think we're in trouble. I think there's there's no hope until we realize we're all together. As Bob said, we're all together yeah. in this. I mean, all all connected. Well, it is interesting. We're probably the only species that has an opportunity to work together, right? Like like do the elephants that are facing extinction or being shot for their tusks? Do they have an opportunity? I mean, I do know they can communicate and do things, but I don't know that they can rally together and say, "Well, here's what we're going to do. Here we're being attacked. Here's our strategy uh, to survive." we can develop a strategy to survive and to help everyone survive. But we, I don't want to say we choose not to do that, but we're not organized to do that because <clears throat> let's face it, we're all selfish beings, right? <clears throat> we all have an ego and we're all out, you know, to, for our own personal gain sometimes, um, except for, you know, holidays, Christmas and Thanksgiving and things like that. So, right. Right. you know, it dawned on me as we're, as, as listening to you guys talk, two things. And maybe these are these are my closing things because we're at almost at, at our time limit. And hey, this was an easy question, so we just knocked it off, you know, real fast. Twenty minutes. Who needs it? You know, yeah. we're fine. But <laughs> but it clear. I'm I'm clearly saying there's no hope, right? I'm clearly sort of painting this picture, having this argument that says no, no. I've answered my own question. There's no hope for humanity. I think we're on the downward spiral, and that's it. And at the exact moment I say that, I think. Uh, I have no choice as a human or as a person, but to say, and I have hope because if, and it becomes a faith, it becomes a faith kind of thing to say, because the data seems to point one way, but if I don't have hope, then I really am left in a place where, where I'm hopeless, right? The situation is hopeless and that, that doesn't feel good either. And what kind of positive impact would I want to make on the world and the people around me if I truly believe it's hopeless? I've just given myself a reason to kind of give up. And I'm not cool with that. So my only choice then is to jump. It's like the Indiana Jones move in the Temple of Doom when he stepped, or the last movie, not Temple of Doom, but uh, let's get this reference correct, guys. All right. The last crusade when he lifts his foot up and he takes a step onto that visual, invisible bridge. And he has, you know, he has faith that something's going to be there, that I have to have faith that there's hope, that that if I do the right things, if I try to live a good life, if I try to be a good person, if I try to be connected with the people around me and make the difference that I can in the environment that I live, that, yeah, maybe we'll turn this around. And maybe if I do it and maybe if other people do it as well. We really can have some sort of global turnaround, right? Data doesn't seem that way, but unless I believe that, then we definitely won't be that way. So therefore, my answer is there's no hope for humanity, and I have hope. 
Yeah, and I would say for me, I have hope for me, right? I, I'm, I've never been a pessimistic person my entire life, and and over over the years when there seems to be like this crazy struggle or this problem I can't solve, it works its way out, and it does work its way out for a number of reasons, and, and one of those I think is part of you know faith, faith in humanity, faith in myself, faith in God, and um, and I still believe that I'm not I'm not going to change. And what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, I get squished like a bug and that I don't know anything differently. So I, I'm always going to have hope. And I think there's a lot of other people out there that, you know, feel the same way. And I, there's a, a faction of people that are always going to be out for their own and, and not in and, and complete disregard for everyone else. But I think hope wins out. Yeah, I think I agree, too. And, and, and it's funny that as you guys are talking, I'm thinking, I don't know how I got here. I'm not sure exactly where I'm going, but I'm here. And like we, we, one of our prior podcasts, we talked about, you know, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, you know, and how the survivors of the, the uh, concentration camps, a lot of them had that hope or that belief, that moment to moment, you know, meaning in their life that in a sense, they added that meaning so that it helped them to survive. And I think given that I think there's something bigger than me at work here, obviously, I mean, this huge universe that we sit in. I'm here, wherever here is, you know, I say on the planet Earth, that it has no meaning outside of the culture that we live in. You know, try to explain that to someone who's not from here, you know, from, say, from this planet. Um, so I have hope in the sense that the thing that's bigger than me kind of has much more, obviously, much more control, but knows what's going on and has me here for whatever reason. I'm here at the moment. I'm going to be gone, you know, in so many years. The, the Earth will continue to turn and the sun will continue to burn and you know, the universe will continue on until whatever that thing is that you know, people will call God or, you know, the universe, whatever, it'll, it'll be until that changes. So in my sense, my, my hope is that, that it's not just random, that I didn't just pop out of somewhere and I'm going nowhere kind of thing, but rather I came from somewhere, I'm headed somewhere, and I don't know why I'm here. In a real sense, I don't know. But like you guys, I'm trying to live every day to the fullest and have, you know, have what I would call a good life. And as Mike, you said, provide that same or better life for my kids and for my grandkids. And that's my hope. I mean, my hope is I can do that. And knowing, knowing full well that I'm going to die, which, you know, you talk to people and you ask them, so how does your story end? They say, oh, I'm with my grandkids and having Thanksgiving dinners. No, 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 no. That's not true. You die. That's how it ends. You know, and, and if you think anything different, send us a note and let us know. Let us know a little bit something about it. something we don't know about, because I think the three of us would agree. In the end, it, you die. It's that simple. So, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And then you die. You know. <laughs> can, this is brought to you uh, by Jim Carroll's song, All the People That Died. You know. <laughs> we should we should probably release this one. I don't know, closer to Christmas. This yeah. feels like a, <laughs> yeah. a holiday show. A lot of people die right around Christmas. So, you know.